this was such a reminder for me that, Hey Lauren, you've got these boundaries in place for a reason. And so you get to stick with them no matter what, even if you think this fucking person is your soulmate and then no, no, definitely not with this specific example. Even if I think somebody is my soulmate, I don't get to fuck around with these boundaries and with these rules. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everybody and welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today I want to talk to you about boundaries. Specifically, and I'm going to tell you a very specific story to (laughs) to highlight this. Specifically, I want to talk to you about what happens when we go against our boundaries? So this is boundaries that we set with ourselves, boundaries that we set with others, you name it. So one of the ways that I fiercely protect my time and my energy is by having boundaries. Boundaries personally, right? Like an example of a boundary could be the time I want to make sure I go to bed at night, right? That's, that's a boundary that I have in place to support me in feeling my best in getting all the things done that I want to to do right in living my life the way that that I want and accomplishing the things that I want. So that's just one example of, of a really basic boundary, right. And with yourself, right. Boundaries with others could be, Oh, you know what? I don't take client calls before 9am or one of mine really is I pretty much don't take client calls or any calls for that matter before 11 a.m. And so that's a boundary that I have in place, yes, to protect my own energy and to set my life up in a way that feels most aligned and feels best for me. But that's an, a boundary that I have for, for others, right? And the, the ways that other people get to interact with me and get to um, have my time and my attention and my energy. Now, Boundaries obviously are in place. So like I just said, so that we can make sure we're showing up as our best so that we can protect our precious time and energy so that we can not just show up as our best for ourselves, but show up as our best for others, right? Like with my 11 AM call thing, no calls before 11 AM, like that's because I'm in my peak state to be on calls starting at 11 
right? After I've had my morning grounding, after I've worked out all of those things. So it's not just for me, it's for whoever I get to show up for as well. And when we go against our boundaries, when we violate our boundaries, when we break those agreements that we have with ourselves and with others, a number of things happen. We lose confidence in ourselves, right? Oh, I've put this boundary in place. I put this rule in place and I keep breaking it. I'm not very reliable. I'm not very trustworthy. I can't follow through on things, you know? So it wears down our confidence. It wears down our trust in ourselves. When we don't follow our own boundaries and our own rules, if you will, and I'm going to use rules and boundaries interchangeably. I think rules sounds a little harsh, (laughs) but when we don't follow our own boundaries with how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, we create energetic leaks as well. And, and so we'll be leaking energy here and there, right? Because it's just dripping out through these loose boundaries. Think of, think of like a, you know, a a bucket or something. And every time you go against one of your boundaries, it's like poking a hole, like, you know, shooting a BB gun, shooting a BB through that bucket or a bullet or something. Right. And water is going to slowly creep out, creep out, creep out. And every single time you do that, you get more holes in that bucket and more energy is getting lost until you feel stretch too thin, right? Like if you're pouring from a literally an empty cup or an empty bucket, you're welcome for these really, really powerful metaphors and analogies. (laughs) And so we leak our energy. Another thing is that leaky energy or leaky commitments, that's going to show up in other areas of your life too. So when you allow your commitments to be leaky in one area, How you do one thing is how you do everything. So you're going to show up leaky in your commitments, in your word, in your follow through, in your confidence, in other areas as well, right? It's going to affect all the things. And I'm not talking just about the big boundaries. I'm talking about the little ones too. And sometimes it's those little ones that are are the most uh, nefarious, if you will, or the most um, dangerous because those are the ones we allow ourselves to get away with right? And as I'm saying this right now, I want you to know that this is very much medicine for me too, right now, because there are ways that I have been leaky in my own boundaries, that I've been fudging my own boundaries with myself, that I haven't been following through on things that I say that I want to do or things that I say that I want to, to maintain, right? Whether it's going to bed at a certain time, waking up at a certain time, you know, checking my email this many times a week, whatever it is, like, I've been a little leaky in areas. So this message is just as much for me as it is for you. And in my experience, when I have a clear boundary set for myself and I know what it is every single time, just about every single time that I go against that boundary, that I make excuses that, that I adjust or I make an exception and I don't hold true to that boundary, right? Every time that I do that, whether it's in personal relationships, whether it's with family, whether it's in dating, whether it's in my business, whether it's in my, with myself, in my own habits, whether it's with clients, every time that I do that, I get reminded of why I have that boundary in the first place, because 
for instance, if it's with clients and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Okay. I'll make an adjustment. Okay. I'll, okay. You know what? Normally I'd say no, but fine. I'll, I'll X, Y, Z, or I'll give you a discount or I'll throw that, you know, every time that I've done that in the past, I learned the lesson again of why I don't do that because my energy gets drained because I, I, you know, whatever happens, right. Or in personal relationships, you know, you ignore those boundaries for yourself. You go against your own agreements with yourself and you, Oh, see, this is why I have that boundary in place. It's the universe. God is reminding me why I have this boundary in place because look, this person's taking advantage of my time and my energy, but I kind of allowed them to do that because I didn't stand firm in my commitment to myself in my boundary. So I'm going to tell you a, a specific example of this that I experienced recently. So an example of me ignoring some of my own boundaries when I knew better, I knew better, very clear boundaries happened really recently, actually. So as y'all know, as you know, I have been single for a little over a year and a half or a little over a year, almost a year and a half at this point. And I've been dating actively dating and enjoying it and loving it and feeling so grateful for all the beautiful connections that have come into my life. And, and yeah, so I've been really, really enjoying this season of dating. And I have some very clear rules and clear boundaries when it comes to dating as well. So as you know, from the past year and a half with, and, and the fact that I live in Los Angeles, which has been very closed down for so much of the last 18 months, um, becoming single for the first time in 10 years while the world is shut down, doesn't leave a whole lot of, um, opportunities out in the wild to, to meet people organically. Right. So I jumped into online dating for the first time ever. And I've had, I've definitely had like interesting experiences with that. Nothing terrible, but just like, you know, there's, there's interesting humans out in the world. Um, and I like to think that, well, one, I've kind of killed it with the online dating situation. Um, if I, if I say so myself, Um, and I actually, shit, I should record a whole episode on dating, like, you know, how I date for, uh, the most effectiveness, if you will. And so that I don't waste time going on dates with people who are most likely a no. Right. Um, so anyway, more, more on that later, but some of my rules and some of my boundaries when it comes to dating, specifically online dating are, Number one, if we match on whatever app site, whatever it is, if we match, if there is a mutual interest, right? I want to do as little as possible texting, like right, right in the beginning, right? Let's not like, uh, I am, I do not enjoy small talk. I want to have like big, meaningful conversations. I want to connect. I want to know how somebody's brain works, like feel their energy, all this kind of stuff. So when I match with somebody on an app, I don't want to do a ton of texting. Honestly, I've ended things with people ended things like that's not as if there was something there, but I've actually lost interest because somebody, you know, there was like small talk texting back and forth for like a week before they even ask for my number. And then I'm like, bro, like I like a man who takes action. Right. And who's like assertive and direct. And if it's, if we're just small talk, chit-chatting for a week, like I'm not here to have a freaking pen pal. Right. So, and that's a rule for me, right? Everyone's different. 
So I like minimal texting, minimal chit chat in the app, get on a FaceTime. So, so my thing goes, if we match, get each other's info pretty quickly, right? Establish that there's some like chemistry in the texting. Okay. But doesn't need to be a ton. Get on a FaceTime as quickly as possible. That's where a lot of those questions, oh, what are you looking for? Why are you single? Like all that kind of stuff. What do you do? You know, that's where you can have a lot of those questions. Because for me, for a number of reasons, getting on FaceTime. One, I want to see that you're who you say you are and your pictures match, right? That you're not using old pictures, that you're not using somebody else's pictures because that's happened before too. So I want to see in real time that you are who you say you are. Okay. You can't fake a FaceTime. I also want to be able to feel somebody's energy, right? If we get on FaceTime and like before that, I'm like, oh, the texting, the pictures. Yeah, I think so. And then you get on FaceTime and you're like, Ooh, no way. Cause I've had that happen too. Then you're not spending the time and energy to go get ready, go out on a date, have a, you know, two hour dinner or whatever it's going to be drinks or whatever with somebody when it's like, you could have decided it was a no on a 10 minute FaceTime, right? So I'm so much about, I'm so precious with my own time and my own energy. And I respect the hell out of other people's time and energy too. So I don't want to be going on a date if there's no idea of chemistry or compatibility, right? And so a FaceTime or a video chat is a, a, a rule, right? A boundary for me. I don't skip that step. And Another rule of mine is I, I want to meet people in person. I'm not here to like have a FaceTime or a texting type of dating situation. And so with a date, right, I'm not picky about what that looks like. I love for the man to, to come up with a fun idea. It can be drinks. It can be dinner. It can be a bike ride. It can be a hike. It can be like, you know, I've gone to, I went to an amusement park for a first date a couple months ago. That was amazing. So whatever that first date is, that first meeting, I'm not picky with what that looks like, right? Let the man figure out what he thinks would be a fun time and, or collaborate on it and go from there. Right. But my rules with first meetings in person with somebody I've met on a dating app. So, so this is very specific to, I'm going to interject here, very specific to meeting somebody online. If I meet somebody at the gym, if I meet somebody at a cafe, if I meet somebody wherever, like out in the world, this is less of an issue for me, provided there's decent amount of like interaction, right? So if I'm meeting somebody in real life for the first time ever, right? I've never had a face-to-face conversation with them in person, then my rules are we meet at a neutral location. So wherever dinner, drinks, whatever is going to be, we meet there. We drive separately. No, you are not going to pick me up. If I've, you're not going to come to my house and pick me up. If I've never met you face-to-face before, right. I'm going to Uber or drive myself to wherever we're going so that one, we're in a public neutral setting. And so that I have the ability, if it's a bad date or if there are any safety concerns, right? I can leave whenever I choose. So I don't break those rules ever. I mean, like maybe I have like once or twice. No, I really don't. I've sometimes gone without FaceTime, but like, you know, 
video messages back and forth sort of thing where it's like, clearly they're talking to me. This isn't a fake video. Right. And so, yeah, anyway, about a week ago, maybe a little over a week ago, I did all the steps, you know, connected with somebody online. It seemed like a, you know, like potential. It wasn't a hell yes, which that's another rule that I need to maintain harder for myself is that if it's not a hell yes, I know it's most likely going to be a no, you know, or if it's not a strong yes. So matched with somebody um, on a dating app and I'm like, okay, like, I, like I'm curious and I'm interested. It's not a no, but I, it's a maybe, you know, and had a FaceTime. It was still like, and, and I'm going to be real the FaceTime. I was like, oh, you are choosing much more flattering photos of yourself, but that's what everyone does really. Right. In a, in a dating profile. I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, okay, that's fine. Um, but still was curious and was, thought this, this person was very interesting and, um, and like we have good conversation and very respectful and all that kind of stuff. And then had a little bit of texting back and forth, little bit of voice notes, right? This is all like connecting and FaceTiming within like the same couple of days. So there's not a whole lot of like ground you cover in, in that time span. And he recommends that we do drinks at a, at a cute spot that we do drinks near his place and says, you know what, you can park your car on my street. And then what if we take my beach cruisers to the spot and we'll have a drink and some food and great. And, and my, you know, internal alarm goes off. I'm like, Ooh, this is breaking my rule. I don't go to somebody's house on the first date, right. Or not the first meet, right. Like I've never met this person in real life. That's just a a blanket safety rule, no matter who the hell it is. Right. And so I'm like, Oh, and then, but then I'm like, you know what, this isn't completely. And, and I could have very easily been like, you know what, why don't I just Uber and meet you there? You know, why don't I just meet you there? I could have easily, it wouldn't have been an issue. I'm sure. But I go, you know what, I'm parking my car outside his house. I'm not going inside, nothing like that. So, and we're just like going to bike. Like that sounds fun. Right. And parked my car, said, hi, grabbed the bikes, bike to the spot. Okay. Very, not a big deal at all. I'm not in some gated community. I'm not in some gated, um, house or anything like that. It's, it's on the street, easily accessible. Okay, fine. Dinner, a drink, great conversation, respectful, all of that. And as I'm in this state, I'm like, oh, this is a no though. This is a no. I, I think this, this man is interesting. It's really cool conversation, all that kind of stuff. Zero physical attraction from my end, which honestly, from the FaceTime, I I could have expected that. Right. And so I'm like, okay, this is a no, this is a no, like cool guy. It's, it's a hard no. (laughs) And then we bike back. And and I will say too, like this guy did not, um, he like, didn't try and make a move or anything like that. It felt very like platonic from, even from the energy he was putting it, not in some of the things he was saying, but, um, like the energy, like didn't, didn't touch my leg. Like we're sitting on like a a rooftop bar by the beach sort of thing. Like, no, like didn't touch my back or my leg, you know, which it's fine. Like, again, not everyone has to do things the same. I'm not expecting to be like all touched on a first date or anything, but I'm like, oh, he's not even like, not even like, you know, hand on the, the back as we walk into the elevator or whatever. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So like, I'm not feeling any form of chemistry on my end. And 
I, he doesn't even seem to be like venturing down that path, you know, and ride the bikes back and sat on the patio again, not going into the house, sat on the patio for a little bit. I went to the restroom at one point. And at this point I'm like, Oh, this, this guy is harmless. Not a big deal. Um, whatever I use the bathroom and put my purse in the house when I did that, like right by the door and then chit chatted on the patio for a little while. And again, nothing weird, nothing like that. And there was a point when he goes, so do you want to go inside? And you know, like that. And I said, you know what? I actually think I'm going to go. Like I've had such a nice time. I've had a really nice time with you. I love the way that you've been treating me. I really have enjoyed our conversation, but I'm not feeling the chemistry or like the attraction that I need, you know? And so I, I think I probably, it's better that I leave and, but thank you so much. And after I said that a little bit of silence and then he freaked the fuck out. And, and I'm not going to get into too much of that, but it was, it was a very much a 180 um, that was so, so much ego, so much insecurity, just like pouring out, started saying nasty things to me, calling me names, like all this kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. Accusing me of like bizarre, bizarre stuff. And, and I had to a few times be like, yo, like, a first date, like that's part of like, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what you thought of me, like coming on this date with you, that it was like a hell yes. Like I'm in a hundred percent. Like we, that's, this is part of the process is like meeting and feeling how it feels to be in each other's energy. So I'm sorry that this isn't the answer that you wanted, but like it, it is what it is. And I'm sorry you feel that way. Right. To the point where And as this is happening, I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. And to the point where I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I left my purse right inside the door. This guy is getting a little too heated. I wasn't actually afraid for my safety, realistically, like logically, anything like that. I was not. I didn't think that anything like that would happen. And my body was telling, was very much sending me fight or flight signals, like get the fuck out of there, get the fuck out of there, get the fuck out of here sort of thing. And so I'm like, okay, I need to go. And so I'm, I'm being name called, um, and, and all kinds of stuff. And just like, apparently this guy thought it was in the bag and we were going to, he was like talking about like deactivating his profile on the dating site and all this kind of stuff and asking me, you know, like all kinds of very, um, big questions as if he's like planning the wedding sort of thing already. And I'm like, whoa, 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 bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We are on very different pages or entirely different books here. Um, and so with all this, I end up getting my purse. I said, you know what? I'm going to grab my stuff. I'm going to leave. I need to leave right now. Um, and he almost didn't let me leave until I signed an NDA because he had told me personal things and all this kind of stuff. And obviously I'm talking about this date right now, but like this, you know, all this stuff I'm sharing, like you can't even fucking figure out who this person is. Not that you would like, 
not that you would, because it's not like it's a fucking celebrity or a public figure or anything like that, but almost wouldn't let me leave. And I said, you know what? I'm leaving in five seconds. You need to just stop talking to me and da, 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 da. And, and as I'm saying this, I have my purse. Literally, I had gotten my pepper spray in my hand and I'm like, I, I need to leave. I'm very uncomfortable. Like I, I was almost crying. I was that uncomfortable and not just uncomfortable, but so caught off guard by his reaction too, because based on our limited conversations before I could sense some of the underlying ego and insecurity type stuff, like almost a little like narcissistic type of stuff, like very projecting a ton, like whatever, like, you know, just in how um, this man was speaking and, and the things he would say, but I didn't expect that severe of a reaction. Um, yeah, I didn't expect that much of a 180. And so I'm like very caught off guard, very flustered. I, you know, have tears in my eyes. And I said, I'm, I'm leaving in five seconds. Like you can say whatever you need to say right now. Like whatever, if you want me to sign an NDA, like I'm not going to sign this right now. Like, I don't fucking care, like whatever, you know, and I'm not signing something right here, right now, because you're like holding me hostage to do it, you know, like like you can email it to me or you can text it to me and I will read it and review it and then decide if I'm sending, but you like, what the fuck, bro. And so I'm, I'm there pepper spray in hand. I said, I'm leaving right now. I'm not waiting for you to figure this out. And so I left, I get in the car, lock the car. I, you know, leave as fast as possible. And I was fine. Like, as soon as I got in the car, I'm fine. And like I said, I was never legitimately concerned that anything was going to happen. And this situation, because thank fucking God, nothing happened, right? Thank fucking God. But this is an example of how even I, right? I have these very firm dating rules, right? Boundaries for myself with online dating that I do not veer from pretty much ever, right? When it comes to online dating. And I fudged them a little bit this time. And I should not have because, so this was such a reminder for me that, Hey Lauren, you've got these boundaries in place for a reason. And so you get to stick with them no matter what, even if you think this fucking person is your soulmate and then no, no, definitely not with this specific example. Even if I think somebody is my soulmate, I don't get to fuck around with these boundaries and with these rules, right? Because when we do that, you know, all the things I said before at the beginning of the call, when we do that, we wear down our own confidence, our own trust in ourselves, right? We have leaky energy and we open ourselves up for shitty and potentially unsafe situations. As I just stated with this dating one. Now, hopefully every time we, we, you know, ignore our own boundaries and ignore our own rules, it's not a safety situation, right? But that's just one example of how important it is to follow your own rules and your own boundaries and to stick to them. So, and, and with that whole situation, like I'm totally fine. I was totally fine. And of of course, as expected, I get home and I get this like long ass text message from, from this individual telling me how I'm such a piece of work and all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, I moved on. Like, as soon as I backed, like, you know, put my car and drive, like, uh, I'm not the one still fucking obsessing over this situation. Who's the piece of work. Right. Um, 
So, yeah, just a reminder to you to get clear on what those boundaries are for yourself, whether it's in business, it's, you know, your own habits, dating, whatever, right. Get clear on what those boundaries are for yourself and, and those agreements, and then stick with them. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was valuable for you. I would love to hear what you think. Feel free to leave a review so I can see what you thought of this episode of the podcast. Um, you know, post a screenshot in your stories, tag me. Um, and thank you so much for tuning in to Amplify. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.